she hugged me. Oh my goodness, am I gonna cry? I don't wanna cry. <laughs> There's no way. Luda, no. Can we even keep that in? Hello, hello. Welcome back to Ludacast Tuesday. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. We are back in my setup. Setup? Setup. Still can't speak. <laughs> We are back in my setup and um I'm happy I'm happy to be home. I am super lounge, super comf if you're watching the video. You can see I have my my hero shirt on once again and um some Minecraft PJs, PJ pants. I actually was going to film this on my bed or a bed um because we have a guest bedroom downstairs I was going to use. But then I was like, "Oh, I don't have a mic setup that I can bring down there." And then I'd have to bring all the camera setup down there and I have to bring all my GoXLR down there. So I decided, you know what? We're just going to do it in my room. And we're just going to chill. And we're just going to have a good time. So here we are in my room. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. We have the new shelf set up. Uh, if you're watching on the video, you haven't seen the shelf yet. So this is my new shelf. I haven't gotten that video yet. I'm a little bit behind on Ludowissi videos because I posted my Ludwig and then uh, Valorant video which were both recent. I still have Christmas videos to post out. I have a Christmas karaoke video and my shelf building video and I think a vlog of hanging with my cousins. So I have three videos that I'm behind on before I film other ones. Um, I just have a really bad habit of filming everything and then not having time to edit because I just keep going, going, going and being like, hey, you should like actually chill. <laughs> So I, I, I will get those videos out eventually. Eventually they will come out. Um, but I'm here. I'm excited to be filming a Ludacast tonight. Um, pardon if my mic sounds a little... I feel like I can hear it in my own ears and I don't like it. So if it sounds like that, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna make sure I'll fix it later. <laughs> but today, um, I decided I wanted to talk a little about mental health yay <laughs> i feel like some people some people love the topic on oh, my arms oh i did i did chest and shoulders and back and my arms are so sore i can't move them that plus beat saber i can't move them i genuinely just lifted my hands and i can't move them anyways ah, <laughs> i lifted them again um i feel like some people are they love the topic they are super open about talking about mental health and they are down to talk about it whenever they get the chance. And then there's some people that are so over it. They're so over the combo. They're so over normalizing it. They're like, we get it. You guys have issues. Shut up. But to those people, I say, no. <laughs> like, everyone talks about allergies and complains about allergies, gives tips about allergies, says, hey, does anyone else have allergies right now? And everyone's like, oh, I'm dealing with allergies. And they're like, oh, thank you. Because I thought I was the only person dealing with allergies. Now I don't feel so alone. Or, hey, my allergies are really bad. Does anyone have tips? And everyone's like, oh, use this or this or this. And everyone's like, thanks. I don't see anybody complaining about the people bringing up allergies. I don't see those comments. I don't see those conversations of, we should really stop bringing up allergies. Or we should stop glamorizing allergies. Or all the young generation likes to do is talk about their allergies. No because it's normal and you know what this conversation is normal <laughs> so i just want to get that out there because i know some people are probably like oh goodness like another mental health thing but it's like yeah because it's something 
I deal with. It's something I've dealt with in the past and not had anyone to talk to about it and didn't know really anything about it. And it's something that's just good to talk about. <laughs> I personally enjoy talking about mental health because I like getting other people's perspectives on it because I grew up in such a, I grew up touring the world and meeting people and talking to people and learning about their mental health, but it was never a kind of like open discussion. It was more so a, they came to us, they came to me and that was it. Um, and I tried my best to help them and give my advice, but it was never like a, so what do you think about this? So I enjoy learning new perspectives because I've only had one for so long that I like to open up my perspective and it forces me because it's so hard because I hate change and I hate like in my brain it's like no I'm scared I don't like I don't I don't want to have this conversation because what if it's this what if that but it's like it's good to open up perspectives and be like oh hey that's actually I agree with you know and I would never know that if I didn't have those conversations so um we're gonna talk about mental health today and I ask so I ask you guys to ask me questions on my Instagram uh ask me your mental health questions if you felt comfortable doing so and it's all gonna be anonymous obviously i'm not gonna just <laughs> be like so and so said this not gonna put you on blast so don't worry but um i i asked on my instagram if you want to be a part of these kind of discussions my instagram is ludoisy it's also linked in the bio um so i i do want to include you guys in uh discussions and podcasts so if you ever want to join in it'll be on my instagram um but yeah, I, I'm excited to open up. I haven't seen any of the questions yet. I didn't open it. I wanted to keep a fresh mind and I didn't want to rehearse any of my answers because I'm the type of person I legit was showering before this and was practicing my intro. I was practicing what I was going to say and I forgot what I was going to say, so I didn't remember. But I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to practice it because I want it to be a raw and very vulnerable and open chat uh, because I feel like, one, that helps us all. Because if I'm over here already have notes in a prepared answer, there could be things that I don't say because I don't, I'm like, what, what if it's taken this way? Or what if this, or what if that? I don't want to come off as wrong or not come off as wrong, but like come off as like aggressive or come off as like judging someone. That fear could keep me from saying something that could help someone. And also it pushes me. I feel like this is a little bit of a therapy session because it pushes me to be vulnerable without having a prepared answer because I'm the type of person because of my past growing up with the band, uh, I had prepared answers. For interviews we knew what to say we knew when to say it we knew when to speak we knew not when not to speak so it's very hard for me to uh have conversations like these um and not feel like i need to edit around it and that my podcast allows me to have kind of force myself into being okay with pauses and ums and just kind of seeming in my head dumb but being just human overall because it's not dumb to just sit there and think. Thinking is good. Listening is good. Sitting in your thoughts is good. And some people should do it a little more often. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's me. I'm sometimes I'm the someone. <laughs> but all that to say, um, I'm 18. I am not a professional. I do see a therapist. So like so majority of what I'm going to say will probably be some of the stuff I've learned from her because she has helped me so much. She's my um, therapist and also a Christian counselor. So uh, I, I absolutely love her to death. Um, and also just from my past experience with, uh, the band and touring and met so many, so many people, um, who went through so many different mental health things, but also a lot of people dealt with the same thing. And it was just interesting to see how alone these people felt when in reality, 
I would talk to someone who dealt with the same thing in another city. And yet they both felt so alone because they didn't know that other person was dealing with it. But I got to go around and see all these people like, oh, they deal with the same thing, but they feel so alone. They feel like they're the only person that deals with it. But I just met two people that dealt with the exact same situation. And so I feel like I got a little bit of like 0.2% credentials out of 100% because I have a little bit of a past within um, just meeting a bunch of people that dealt with a lot of other things and got to hear what they were going through either how they overcame it or how they were overcoming it or uh, I was able to give them advice and then heard that it worked, which thank goodness, I don't know how little 16-year-old Lulu gave good advice, but hey, I'm glad it helped someone. <laughs> um, and then also I have gone through my uh, own stuff, so I will be speaking just on behalf of myself. But yeah, this is just my personal opinions and uh, things that have helped me or whatever we talk about. It's all just in my own head. So if I say anything and you're like, hey, I don't think that's true. That's okay. You don't have to because we're all different people. Or if I say something and you're like, huh, that kind of came off. Like that didn't really sound great. Uh, I'm human and I'm probably going to say some things that don't make sense because I ramble and I over explain. So just know it's all coming out of love. <laughs> I'm like over explaining that I over explain because I just don't I don't want anyone to feel like I'm invalidating their uh, experiences or issues. I'm gonna stop talking though and get into it because I'm done over explaining. <laughs> I am not allowing myself to do it anymore. All right, I'm going to go to my Instagram and open it up and see all of your questions. Oh my goodness, there's so many responses. Okay, we're gonna start with this. Also, I would like to point out, not point out, uh, just say for anyone who's dealing with anything uh, mental health wise, just know that I personally, I know some people are like, oh, we're all here for you. We get it. And it's like, it can feel a little bit uh, kind of ingenuine because it's like they say they get it, but you're like, you don't, you don't get it. Like, I get that you're trying to be nice, but you don't get it. Like, it's, it's, this is hell to live through. Like, you don't understand. I hope that you can understand that I do get it. I, um, I recently found out I'm one of those people that uh, will, will is very stubborn when admitting that they deal with things. Um, and I had multiple people, <laughs> multiple people tell me uh, that I had signs of OCD growing up and ADHD growing up, and I refused. I was like, "No, I didn't. No, I don't. Nothing's wrong with me. I'm a okay. Ain't nothing off. I'm good. I'm Gucci." <laughs> and within the past couple weeks, Lulu has decided to stop being stubborn and finally admit uh, to what everyone's kind of been encouraging her to accept <laughs> that I deal with OCD and um, ADHD. Um, the ADHD I have accepted a little bit um, easier and that was last year. I talked to my therapist and that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from just because if anyone's brain if you have adhd you understand your brain's going a million miles per hour constantly thinking constantly grabbing things and shooting it into your brain and stimulating parts of your brain and it's so hard when you just want to relax and your brain's like go 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 what about this what about this what about this what about this or on the contrary you're trying to focus on a task you have 
two things. You got to do homework and you got to clean your laundry. And to someone or to some people with ADHD, those two tasks seem debilitating. Yes, debilitating. It seems like it's going to take forever. And I will just sit there and be like, I can't. I don't have time to do either of them. Like, I'm going to get to the end of the day and have no time. I can't do anything. I can't go out. So I'm be like, hey, do you want to go to the grocery store? I'm like, I can't. I've, I'm busy all day. They're like, what do you have? Homework and I got to clean my laundry. They're like, that'll take you no time at all. Can, nope. You don't understand. I'm going to be up all night. And they're like, no, no, you're not. And then am I up all night? No. And then I feel foolish because I'm like, oh, my word, they were right. And it's just a cycle. If you have ADHD, you understand. So uh, I, I that causes a lot of my anxiety which i learned to accept a little bit last year and then uh within this first month of uh 2023 uh talking to my therapist is just about uh, ocd i feel like i'm very open about my mental health i just don't go super into it into it because part of my life is just for me you know it, it is it is that making sure i have that line of luda and what is shared online and i still want to be human and be open with you guys because there's no point of me being like i'm perfect i don't deal with nothing i'm great i smile all the time because that's going to lead to burnout and that's going to lead to me never being live or breaking down on a live <laughs> i don't want that to happen so i am i feel like i do a good job at being open with you guys but there is also just part of it that's like i'm not going to share every detail because i still need a part of me social media is not we're not used to social media our brains were not programmed for social media so, like, I still want to make sure there's still a part of me that is kept for me. Um, so, I feel like I'm pretty open about it, but I haven't really discussed OCD a lot um, on my pages. But um, my chair's so squeaky, is it? Um, but, yeah, recently I uh, discovered that I do deal with OCD and a bunch of different types of OCD. Um, I know when I first heard about OCD uh, growing up, I thought it was just, you know, light switches or... Everything had to be perfect or like in order. Like if there was three things, it had to be perfectly symmetrical or um, like, I don't know, that, that kind of like the perfection stuff. And while I deal with a lot of perfection stuff, uh, there is a lot of other parts of OCD. Um, and if you'd like me to go into that, or I even have thought about reaching out to people that specialize in that stuff, like specialize in OCD or mental health and inviting them onto the podcast, because I think it'd be really cool. I think it'd be cool to have a professional sit there and ask them questions and pick their brains um and also just beneficial you know to have a actual professional be there and talk um but there's a lot more to ocd than just that it it is intrusive thoughts and it is patterns and ruminating on things and it causes anxiety because if you don't think on this compulsion and if you don't act on this compulsion then you get anxiety but if you do act on the compulsion you only get temporary relief before another anxious thought pops up so i deal a lot with a bunch of different types of ocd if you want to look into it you can if you don't want to i understand <laughs> because if you don't deal with it you're probably like that sounds terrible and i'm not even looking into it because i wouldn't either if i didn't deal with it um but there's a bunch of different ocds that you can deal with and uh one of the ones i didn't even know existed was spiritual ocd or religious ocd and i thought i thought it was a normal thing and i feel like everything i learn about i'm like wait that's not normal and my therapist is like no <laughs> you poor child no it's not normal <laughs> and i'm like wait everyone deals with that though and she's like name someone and i'll be like i just i don't want to out them 
<laughs> um, so uh, just to give a little bit of brief of spiritual OCD before we get into um, the questions, it is uh, just for me uh, growing up, I would always pray, God, please save me. God, please save me. God, please save me. Like I, I would literally pray every night to get saved because I was scared. I wasn't saved. I was scared that I didn't actually say it right or I didn't like pray right or I didn't talk to God right or I sinned so I had to do it again or I just had to make sure you know that was religious OCD or feeling like if I don't say the prayer just right or if I don't name every single person that I literally know I'm a terrible person or a terrible Christian and they're not gonna be okay because I didn't pray for them something bad is gonna happen to them so I have to pray for them spiritual OCD um <laughs> or being so terrified that I'm not doing God's will that it just, I don't do anything. Cause I'm like, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to not do what God wants me to do. So, so I'll just, I just won't do anything. <laughs> really just OCD. And, and I laugh about it and it's like funny when you look out of it, when you're not in it, you're like, well, that's silly ghost, obviously. But when you're in it, it's, it's so different, man. It's so, I can't describe it. I genuinely can't describe it because when you're in it, you just feel like everything in your head is true. But at the same time, it's all lying to you. So you're like, I don't know what to believe. And um, compulsions are things that like you do to try to get that temporary relief from your anxiety. Whether that's asking for reassurance from friends or praying or quoting verses. And yes, that stuff is good. I'm not saying don't do that. Um... This is specifically for people with OCD. Those are compulsions. And so for me, if I had a intrusive thought, um, let's just say it was like, oh my word, like I am thinking about this really graphic image. I'm so scared for my life. I'm paranoid. Let me quote this verse to get a temporary relief. That's a compulsion. Um, and I can't explain it all because I'm still looking into it all, but I realized, oh my word, yes, that does line up with what I do because it doesn't actually bring real peace that God gives you, real peace that I have felt before. It gives you this little temporary like band-aid of like, okay, you can feel good for a little bit <laughs> instead of actual peace, which heals that wound. Um, so yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing. And I realized, oh my word, my entire childhood, I have always been scared I'm not actually saved. I've always been scared I'm not praying right. I've always been scared like whenever they um, at church are like, if there's a sin you've been holding on to, like come to the altar and just give it to God. And my brain would really, literally go into like deep dive history mode of like, what what is something I've done terribly bad? Oh my word, I've had to do something terribly bad because I'm not perfect. Because if I say I'm perfect, then I'm sinning then. So what is something I've done terribly bad? Oh my word, when I was in third grade, I literally told someone that their shoes were ugly. I need to go apologize them. And it's, it's so silly. <laughs> it's so silly. But um, it's just stuff like that. So I realized I deal with uh, a lot of OCD. And then I also deal with some of just the like tapping things where it's just, I don't have the thoughts that come with it where some people feel like something bad's gonna happen to someone they love if they don't do it. I just have like a nails on a chalkboard kind of feeling within my body. If I don't like, let's say I tap right left. If I don't tap right again, there's like a party and not all the time. This is like random little compulsions. I feel like there's like nails on a chalkboard in my skin, it feels awful and i've tried to fight it before i've kind of been like no don't do it 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 and then i do it because the more you interact with the thought the more your brain is like shoot it to him shoot it to him like they need to hear this they need to hear this so and there's no pill that fixes ocd there is there is no prescription 
prescription is time and living within it, which when I learned that, <laughs> it really, really broke me because I was like, wait, so you're telling me like, I have to deal with this forever. Like you just told me this wasn't normal. You just told me that I, there's people who don't feel like this, but you're telling me I don't get to live a life like that. And that broke me when I first heard that. Cause I was like, well then why'd you tell me? <laughs> I'd rather live thinking everyone else lived like this than seeing, knowing that everyone else doesn't have to live like this, but I have to. But um, you can, you can ease it by letting those intrusive thoughts come in and not interacting with them, which is one of the hardest things ever. If I told you, think of a pink elephant, think of a pink elephant. Now don't think of that pink elephant. Don't think of it at all. Don't even bring it. Don't even look at it. Don't think of a pink elephant. Don't think of a pink elephant. What's in your brain? A pink elephant. Because if you tell yourself not to think something, it's going to be there. You're interacting with that thought. Instead of me just saying a pink elephant, a pink elephant, a pink elephant. Sure, a pink elephant might pop up in your brain, but eventually it'll leave. Because you're not sitting there going, don't think, don't think, don't think, don't think, don't think. You're letting it come. You're letting it go. Um, but it's just really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Coming from someone who deals with OCD and anxiety and ADHD, um, my brain grabs onto those thoughts and worries until I'm sick about them. And it's just hard because it grabs onto what you care about most. And um, it's it's just, it's tough. Because if it grabbed onto, you know, stinking... I can't even think of anything. My PC. I was worried it was going to blow up. Sure, it sucks, but be like, if it blows up, I just, I'll fix it. But it's like, no, this thing's, this this is a worry about people. It's worried about death of people. It's worried about diseases. It's worried about your own health. There's, You can literally create pains in your body. I have worried so hard. I feel pains within certain parts of my body because I, my brain's like, it's there. It's there. It's actually there. No, no, no. You're like, for real this time, it's there. I've convinced myself that I'm literally having a heart attack because it's like, oh my word, my heart hurts, my heart hurts, my heart hurts. You know what hurts? The muscles around my heart because I'm so tense and so worried um, that like it, it's it's appearing, but it's not as my brain is putting it. So I just want to put that out there that if you have all the way back <laughs> to if you've had people that were like, oh, like we understand we're here for you, but it also seems like they've never actually dealt with something severe. And you feel like, no, they don't actually understand. No, I understand uh, the severe side of it because it it comes with a lot of thoughts that are unwanted. And um, a lot of people will talk about um, how some suicidal thoughts, they're not even depressed. They're just intrusive thoughts that come in. And you're like, I don't want them. I don't want to think of this. Why is it here? And it's such a confusing thing because it's like, I don't, I don't want to think like this. I don't, I'm, I'm good. Like I am happy and I want to continue living. Why is this thought here? And why am I worrying about it? Um, so just know that like, I'm not trying to prove that like, I'm, I'm like one of, I'm one of the people that do it. I'm just trying to like, I don't know. I feel like if I was going through something, hearing someone's own story of like actually dealing with some heavy stuff would have me be like, oh snap. So they do okay those people do understand okay yeah i'm gonna i'm i feel a little bit safer because those people understand i've done it before i've literally listened to podcasts or videos or stuff because they talk about their things and i'm like oh so they're not one of those people that just say they understand they actually do live through like this living hell and they understand they understand because they've lived it they don't understand because they've heard about it so 
I just want to put that out there that you can get through it. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. It gets hard. It gets easy. It gets a little bit tougher. It gets a little bit easier. There's highs. There's lows. It's never linear. It's never straight of just, oh, we're good. Oh, now we're perfect. Oh, we're literally balling. No. It's up and down, up and down, up and down, really, really up and really, really down and down for a really long time and then shoot up for a little bit, then straight back down or the opposite. Been good for so long and then you just hit a plummet that you're like, oh, sick, I'm done for it. Great. You'll be good, I promise. And uh, we're all in this together. Pinky stinking promise that you ain't going nowhere. And if you break this stinking pinky promise, I ain't going to be happy, so... Don't do that to me. All right. I'm going to answer some of these questions that I have spoken so much. Um, I feel like I talk so much. And then I'm like, dude, you literally have a podcast. You're meant to talk this much. And I'm like, well, but what if people think I'm annoying? And I'm like, if they thought you were annoying, they'd just click off, doofus. I'm like, oh, what if people's clicked off because they think I'm annoying? I'm like, oh, my word, dude. <laughs> Stop caring. Just speak. Anyways, I'm going to start from the bottom and go up. Uh, Okay. How do you keep your mind from race, racing, thinking while sleeping? I feel you. I feel you so hard on that one. Uh, it's kind of like the thing that I talked about with my ADHD where you can't sleep and not a lot of sleep leads to your body becoming anxious because it just doesn't have the energy to fight the anxiety. Um, as well as OCD causes me to, the second my head hits that pillow, I'm constantly thinking. Just grabbing at intrusive thoughts because there's nothing else to do there's no more distractions there's no more things keeping my brain occupied it's just me and myself and it's one of the most terrifying things uh that i've ever experienced um, so for me what has really really helped is i have a sleep spray um i just got it on amazon i don't even know what it's called oh i can't even see it but i can try it. i'll link it actually i'll link the sleep spray i use um I don't know if it's whatever it's called placebo effect where it just your brain thinks it's gonna help so it does i don't care go for you brain thank you put me to sleep or if it actually helps i spray that um and then i listen to guided meditation which i will be honest sometimes i don't because it is boring i'm like why can i not just put on ludwig's among us or corpse and Sykuno's among us that's what i want to listen to i don't want to listen to this this is boring but you know what your brain needs when it's time to sleep? It needs something boring so that it goes to sleep. It doesn't need to be entertained. You do not need to be entertained to go to sleep. I'm one of those people. I'll turn on the TV. I'll turn on YouTube. I'll turn on Netflix. I want to fall asleep to a fun little entertainment. No, because guess what? Your brain's going. It's listening because it's entertained. You know what your brain won't do? It won't fall asleep or it'll take longer. So, um, I struggle sometimes of being like, dude, just put on the guided meditation. You know it helps and you know that it'll put you to sleep. So do it. Um, but yes, guided meditation. I listen to this guy named Jason. It's free on YouTube. That's something my therapist recommended for me whenever um, I was having really bad panic attacks on tour. Um, and you close your eyes. He takes you through this whole journey of closing your eyes and relaxing your body. But it's not just like, okay, now breathe, now sleep. Because I wouldn't recommend that because that doesn't work for me. It takes you on this whole like, okay, now you're climbing up a ladder and you meet younger you. And we're talking to younger you. And it like takes you on this whole journey. And there's so many. There's anxiety ones. There's sleep ones. There's mind racing ones. There's ADHD ones. There's literally so many different ones that he's done. 
for specific things, which I'm so appreciative of him for doing that. And he's not the only one. That's just the one I use. Um, there's ones you can pay for. There's free ones on YouTube. Um, guided meditation has really helped for sleeping, but also just whenever I get really anxious and um, I can feel an anxiety attack coming, I will put that on. And it really helps to kind of ground you and bring you back not even bring you back to reality, but bring you into a different reality. Because sometimes I feel as if I'm trying to bring myself into back to reality whenever I start getting anxious. It makes me even more anxious. Um, I don't know why, uh, but I get even more scared when I realize like, oh my goodness, I'm getting anxious and I'm bringing myself into a fake reality, but now I need to go back to reality. Guided meditation brings you into this peaceful, calm reality. Brings you into this um, your own kind of brain but a peaceful version of it if if that describes it well so guided meditation has really helped the most with my mind racing um i know a lot of people uh melatonin has helped personally i don't take melatonin just because i've never found one that actually has helped but if you can find one that helps let me know because i'd love to try it as well as um magnesium uh i know magnesium is really good to help balance because a lot of the time People with anxiety um, or depression or OCD or literally a bunch of mental health stuff, uh, you're lacking vitamins. Um, and I'm not trying to be like, just take vitamins. You'll be good. No, <laughs> but you can uh, add to your help. If you have not started taking vitamins, um, vitamins are really good. Your brain doesn't have hands. It can't shake you and be like, hey, yo, we're lacking. <laughs> it can't do that. So you know what your brain has to do? It has to make you feel off so that it can be like, dude, listen to my signals. I'm making you anxious. We're lacking stuff. Help us. Uh, it's literally like pressing all of its alarms that it knows to press to try to get you to pay attention. So um, sometimes you're lacking in vitamins um, and one of those is magnesium. I have some right here. I also have some downstairs. And I know some people take magnesium in the morning and at night and it helps their sleep cycle. It also helps their anxiety. So if you want to look into that, there's much of magnesium, just pills or uh, powders out there. I know there's teas. I used to make a little water drink slash tea before bed. I just didn't really like it. Um, and I didn't really think it was doing anything for me, but I also didn't take it long enough. So if you want to try like chamomile tea or any of that to feel more at peace, I just, for me, I don't really like those teas, so it's more of a chore, and I'm more so, like, don't look forward to my night because of it, and it's like, I'd rather have issues sleeping than not look forward to my night. So, there's a bunch, a bunch of stuff out there to help with sleep, um, to make you more sleepy. I know some people say two hours before bed to get off blue light. For me, personally, I have tried that. I've tried getting off social media and my computer and screens and just reading or kind of just laying there but for me personally i will lay there in bed if i'm not sleepy like if i got in bed at 11 stop touching screens read a book just journaled and then just laid my head on the pillow i'd be up till about 4 a.m because my brain goes hey i'm not sleepy hey we're not sleepy oh goodness guys we're not sleepy guys we're not gonna sleep guys we're not gonna sleep guys sound all the alarms because we're not sleeping now we're scared and we're anxious because we can't get to bed what if we're up till sinking 6 a.m so it doesn't do good for me to uh get to bed and like in bed when i'm not sleepy and so i um i usually get in bed around 12 or 1 uh, a.m which i wouldn't recommend because i know for some people they gotta get up at like 8 or 7 for work um but right now that is the time i go to bed um 
but I, I'm about to start a little part-time job, so I'll probably be getting up at 7.30 a.m., so I'll probably be getting to bed a little bit earlier, but I do think sleep cycles and patterns will also help with mind racing, because if you're tired, your brain doesn't race, it just says, bonk, I'm asleep. I do know that has happened before. I've been so tired, I just pass out, and so maybe if you can help your sleep pattern to where you're actually tired when you go to bed, that'll help. That's a bunch of different stuff. I have dealt so hard with that though i feel your pain i feel your struggle i have literally looked up every video i followed those army videos of how they can get themselves to fall asleep instantly and tried every single one since i've been like 15 i've tried and tried and tried and looked up how to stop your brain how to stop um i think for some people it is just like if you have adhd that's the main one i know there's no stopping it there's helping to control it, but it is just the way your brain's chemically made up. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just we got to learn how to adjust our lives so that we don't suffer from it. Um, how do you know who to tell when you're going to a counselor without being judged? Um, wait, how do you know who to tell when you're going to a counselor without being judged? I'm not really sure what this question is asking. Um, but... If anyone in your life is making you feel judged for seeing a counselor or a therapist, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I know it's really hard to draw people and cut people off, but like their opinion can't matter. So either drop them, have a discussion with them and be like, Hey, yo, you're like, I'm bettering myself. I don't know what you have against me bettering myself, but like, stop. Or their opinion just can't matter because... I had felt weird for going to see a therapist, um, even within my family and, um, no one had said anything to make it, to make it like that. I just kind of, you know, there's a stigma around it. There's like a, oh, you're going to a therapist. You must be like depressed. And it's like, well, <laughs> I was saying, well, yeah, <laughs> but like, there's a lot of other reasons to go to a therapist. Um, and even if you are going because you are depressed, there's nothing wrong with that. People shouldn't make you feel wrong for going to better yourself. If, again, if you were coughing and you were throwing up and you went to a doctor, and you said, hey, yo, I'm going to the doctor because I feel awful. What would people say? Hey, where's the hand sanitizer? I don't want to get sick. You know? No one would say, did you hear that they're going to a doctor? I can't I'm <laughs> sorry <laughs> I had to make the joke um but no no one would say anything you're going to a doctor to better yourself to make sure you're good to get medicine or to get talk to them about it and have them be like oh we'll just wait it out it's just a cold or whatever no one would judge what you came back with if you came back with medication if you came back with a doctor's note if you came back empty-handed if you came back and said I'm going again in two weeks no one would say anything you know what you would get told? Okay, I'm praying for you. I hope you get better. So why is it not the same with the therapist? You know, whether you're going for something very minor or if you're going for childhood trauma or if you're going for recent trauma or if you're going because you and your partner are having relationship issues, there, there should be no judgment because you're purely just going to a doctor to get help and that's all it is. And... I'm so sorry if someone in your life has made you feel judged for doing that. And if this question is talking about like being judged by your counselor, I went to a therapist, my first ever one. 
And I never went back to a therapist for a year because I felt awful. I have never felt so anxious. I literally, the peak of my anxiety attacks bring me back to that place. Literally can't do breathing exercises because the second I start doing a breathing exercise, the second I try to get my breathing under control, you know where I go? Back to that first therapist's office because it was so bad. It was so bad. I've never felt so invalidated and like a joke. And I was just like, oh my word, this is awful. Get me out of here. Um, and all I can remember is like, <laughs> she had us blown a pinwheel and I called her pinwheel lady for so long afterwards because I was hurt. So I made some jokes, <laughs> probably not the best of jokes, but I definitely called her pinwheel lady and was like, oh, it's okay. Just blowing a pinwheel. You'll be fine. Your leg just got cut off. Just blowing a pinwheel. Life is good. Just blow on the pinwheel and you'll be fine. You're bleeding out. Nah, blow on the pinwheel. <laughs> so if, uh, if your first, second, third, fourth, tenth therapist uh, makes you feel judged or it just doesn't click, it's okay. But don't give up because um, it is humans. You got to click with the person. Um, I just got lucky with my second person. We clicked, but I didn't go to her in the first place because I thought we wouldn't. I literally said, no, I'm not going to her because I judged a book by its cover and said, no, she is not going to understand what I go through. And then guess what? She literally has some of the exact same things I've been through and her childhood has looked very similar to mine and I was silly Billy bunghole <laughs> so just my little advice of if your counselor's making you feel judged or I would say maybe don't go see them and try to find someone else if you are able to um what's the most helpful thing your therapist has done for you oh my goodness where do I start <laughs> Um, I would say one of the first most helpful things is diagnosing me, giving me answers. I'm a very, I need answers type of person. Um, I need to be told what, like, I need to be told what is wrong and how I can fix it. I don't want to sit in what's wrong, but I also need to know why I'm doing things. You can't just say, Hey, take this medication. I need to know why I need to know what is wrong with me. I need to know where in my brain I'm different from others. I need to know where, what I can do to change that. Um, and so she was able to diagnose me and sit with me and talk to me about, about my diagnosis. And, um, it was really, really nice. And it was really hard because I had never been vulnerable with someone like that. I had never told someone the things that I told her. And I was like, Oh crap. I feel like one of those, like, I feel like a typical person who's bottled everything up and is finally letting it out and breaking and she knows that I'm doing that and so I felt self-conscious because like she knows I'm a person that's bottled everything up and is, this is the first time I'm being vulnerable and she knows that I'm gonna break so I refuse to break because I'm not and then I broke you know obviously um <laughs> but it was really nice um one of the other most helpful things was probably uh she hugged me oh my goodness am I gonna cry I don't want to cry <laughs> She hugged me and um, she told me she was proud of me. And uh, that was nice. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say because I refuse to cry on this nice night. <laughs> Literally sitting here telling you guys like, it's okay. Show your emotions. Don't be afraid to cry. Refuses to cry. <laughs> I didn't say I was best at taking my own advice. Um, but yeah, her telling me she was proud of me and all the progress that I was making, um, she does it all the time, but probably just most recently she hugged me and told me and I was like, oh no, 
don't do this because I'm gonna cry in your office <laughs> but it was really nice um and then probably just some of the other things that she's helped me with personally um which I'm not gonna talk about because again that is just the part that I'm going to keep for myself um as of now just I don't really want to put that all on the internet but um just explaining like things I was going through and having her talk me through it which is what a therapist literally is there for and they're trained to talk you through it and help you um which is why I recommend a therapist because they will tell you things that change your life because only people that are trained and study about those things can actually like tell you things to change your life yes other people can't like I could technically say something to change your life but if you told me something you dealt with I might give you advice but a therapist might bring you all the way back to your stinking childhood and be like what about this root issue and then make you ball <laughs> so I don't know it's just I a lot of the things that she's told me that has changed my life uh is just personal things that I've brought up and have her been like well let's trace it back to this root issue and this and this and I was like oh my goodness life changed you literally just told me things I've never known so um why does stress and anxiety belong together uh again I'm not a therapist so I don't know but my guess would be that um as our body gets stressed that cortisol and all that stuff the emotions and uh, chemicals that release um can get mixed up with the emotions of anxiety and cause anxiety to arise i know sometimes when i get super stressed i the same emotions and feelings i'll feel when i'm anxious um, arise when i'm stressed and so my brain goes wait a second we felt these before we're actually anxious when i'm actually not it is just you know those feelings um but also being anxious is very stressful and being stressful is very anxious so it, it just you know plays hand in hand unfortunately um how do you deal with anxiety i've been on meds in the past but they don't help i feel you <laughs> um it's deal with anxiety no well <laughs> um i think managing your anxiety is at least for me it is my main goal fixing my anxiety seems like such a outlandish unachievable goal right now that managing it feels more comforting and more like achievable and I can hit goals better if I said I want to fix my anxiety and have no more I would have never hit a goal but because I said manage it I've hit so many of my small little goals um so uh I uh I am personally not on meds for anxiety um I am medicated for my ADHD which has helped my anxiety because it helps with the racing mind um and they told me that if this doesn't help, we can try anxiety meds. But they also said anxiety meds take six to eight months to even see if they work. So they said, we're going to start with this first because you'll see results. If you have ADHD, you'll see results within like a month. So let's try this first. And if it doesn't work or it makes you more anxious, we'll try the six to eight month anxiety meds. But those will take longer. Um... But even with my ADHD meds, I mean, I still deal with so much anxiety and it's very confusing because I'm like, is this stemming from my ADHD? Is this stemming from my OCD? Is this just anxiety? Is this just a normal anxious moment that my brain is playing up? Is this, you know, am I actually uncomfortable or am I just anxious? Is my body, is this intuition? Is this a gut feeling or am I just anxious? It's so hard, dude. And I feel like meds, meds can truly help, but they can only do so much. You got to pair it with a bunch of other things. So for me, pairing it with 
lots of water and lots of food, which is really hard because for someone who deals with a lot of negative emotions in their body, it gets really tough to eat because I'm just not hungry because obviously if you've made yourself anxious to the point of nausea, you're not going to want to eat. Plus my meds kill my hunger. So it's like, I just forget to eat. They also allow me to focus now. So I just get super focused on something and forget to eat. And I also still do um, in moments of just like, I'm just so overwhelmed. Pieces of my past with food do come up and I just don't even want to eat food. And so it, it does get hard, but pushing myself through all of that to snack and get food and get that protein, brother, and sinking, protein it up, <laughs> that has helped. And um, it is it is a good thing. So pairing that with the meds, with sleep and with relaxation and taking a break and being okay with not being the number one worker or the person on top, being okay with being like, hey, these people are working right now, but what I really need is a bath. I'ma just go sit in the tub. And for some people, they'd be like, I'm a better worker. And it's like, good for you. I need to go sit in a hot bowl of water. <laughs> so pairing it with just relaxing and knowing what helps soothe you, um, as well as managing, if you can, find some of the roots and triggers of your anxiety. And are they avoidable? Are they things you need to work through? Are they something that Maybe avoiding it is the reason it's still coming up because you need to actually work through it instead of avoid it. Um, is it songs you listen to? Are you putting really negative things into your body and your brain, which is causing your brain to react a certain way? Is it the food and quality of food you're eating? Um, personally, I think if you eat a bunch of fast food, like if you want some fast food here and there, go for it, homie. I just had Taco Bell and it was amazing. But eating Taco Bell for every meal might make you feel mentally like poop because guess what that's government food right there and that's something i'm gonna say about that <laughs> but um yeah i think it's for me it's more so managing my anxiety and managing the things that are around it and it is why i took a step away from the band because it was such a large root of anxiety it was not worth it to me to continue pursuing a career that was killing me and pursue a career that i just i couldn't survive in and being in a car for so long and on tour that didn't have a schedule was OCD. Having every day be completely different and never having something that was the same, I was dumb for. Yes, sink in, face your OCD head on, but I was not only facing it head on, I was telling it it didn't exist in a reality where it definitely did. I want blackberries. Holy crap, I just had such a huge craving for blackberries. Um, But yeah, just my advice is don't look at it as... Like, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to be perfect now. Look at it as what small things can I do to help better it? Maybe I can drink more water. Maybe I'm not actually hydrating myself. Because can I tell you, I literally drank whoop, earthquake. I literally drank uh, like a gallon of water one day. Mentally felt fantastic. And I was like, did Jesus just provide a miracle? <laughs> Am I healed? And then the next day I drank like a sip of water. Was like so anxious. And I was like, Oh my word water does do something <laughs> which sounds stupid but like have you drinking water today take a sip if you haven't take two sips um but yeah i uh if meds haven't worked for you there are a ton of different meds but if you are like i'm done trying them i want to try something else vitamins water oh uh, sunlight 
walks, fresh air, baths. Um, there's certain uh, like what's it called? essential oils that can help. Just trying to find a bunch of different smaller things and um, maybe winding down your schedule to where it's not slam packed full of things. You have to say no to people for your mental health. Please don't feel bad about it. I've been there. I've literally cried because I'm like, I'm a terrible friend. I'm a terrible human. I'm not going out with people and I suck. No, you don't. Don't let that voice tell you. Guess what you're doing? You're taking care of yourself and your brain. And you're saying no so that you can be there in the future to hang out with them. So please don't don't kill yourself to go hang out with people because it's just going to lead to you burning out and prolonging that process of you healing. So don't feel bad to say no to hang out with people. My nose is so itchy, dude. I don't know what I got into. Um, uh, what to do when lonely? I have my own things. Just want a second perspective. Um, I have spent a lot of my life feeling lonely, but I think I, um, it depends if you're an extrovert versus an introvert. I'm an introvert, and so I do enjoy my alone time. Um, so I'll read, I'll play games, I'll paint, I'll draw, I'll journal. Um, I just, there's so many things I'll do when I'm alone. I'll work out, just go for a walk, listen to music. Um, and I have been there where I felt genuinely lonely. Like, wow, I feel like there's no one actually here hanging out with me ever. Where I feel like I've not actually interacted with a human in so long. I genuinely feel lonely. I feel like no one is there for me. Um, and to that, I would say reach out, reach out to someone, um, cause no one can read your mind and no one can be there and be like, oh, that person feels lonely. You don't have a giant sticker on you that says I feel lonely, no matter how frowny you are. <laughs> um, some people just don't want to assume you have a resting bee face. So, um, I would say that, um, reach out to someone, find new friends, go to your favorite activity and find someone there and be bold and speak to them. Um, I personally am not good at making friends. I suck at it. And I suck at keeping them. Because guess what? I'm a very picky person. And I'll be like, ooh, I'm annoyed with this person. <laughs> so, but try. Try, try, try. And you'll get there. Um, Oh, my camera's about to die. Uh-oh. How in the world do I deal with my burnout and my faith? Oh, my goodness. This is a huge one. Um, I know with me... Sometimes when I get super overwhelmed with my faith or um, my relationship with God or I get burnt out on it, I am putting a lot of expectations and rules on it when that's not what it is. It is a relationship with God. It is not a bunch of rules or checklists I have to write off. And I feel like when we start making it feel like work in our human brains, we get burnt out instead of just having a relationship with God. And it is going to take work because... A relationship with a human takes work. A friendship or a romantic relationship relationship takes work. And sometimes, you know, you feel really, really, like, connected to that person. And sometimes you don't. And that's okay. But um, whenever it becomes a checklist, that's when it feels more like work. And I would just suggest that kind of taking a step back and being like, let me just talk to God. Instead of being like, I have to pray now. I have to do this. Let me just open up my Bible and read instead of saying, I have to do a devotion. I have to do this many pages. I have to read this many chapters. And just actually sit there and soak it in and actually just sit there with God um, and treat it, treat it more so like a relationship and don't feel like you have to do things. Just allow yourself to be there with God. That's really helped me. And it, it's hard at first because I'm like, I'm just letting myself be an excuse of a bad Christian. No, you're not. God knows. God's not sitting there being like, they're tricking me. 
they actually just don't want to hang out with me. No, he's a loving God who literally created you and your brain. He knows how he works. That is my advice for that. Um, let me do one more because my camera's about to die. Um, when do you think it's the right time to tell a group of what you experienced? Um, I would say whenever you feel comfortable and safe to open up, take that chance and do it. Because there's been multiple times where I've been like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to open up and tell people. And I give myself three seconds and it's gone. And I won't say a thing. So the second you feel like maybe you can open up to someone, jump on it. Do it. It's hard. It's really hard. But jump on it and do it because it could change your life. And you could maybe change theirs. Maybe they're going through the same thing and they need to hear it. Um... And make sure it is someone that you trust because if you open up to someone that you don't trust and their reaction is bad, it could cause even more issues. So please just make sure it's someone that you trust. And also I would say make sure that person is someone who is able to hear that stuff um, because there is such a thing as trauma dumping on someone. And if they are not in a good place to hear it and you just unleash everything on them, it might cause them issues and... Um, I know for some people, they're like, always come to me no matter what I'm dealing with, do it. And for those people, do it, go to them. But if someone has politely asked you like, hey, I'm going through a lot right now and I really can't hear some of this stuff. I, I would say just respect that, you know, respect that they can't hear it right now because they're also going through something and find someone else to open up to because there is always someone. So um, that is just my advice for that. Um, I think that is all for right now. That was really, really fun. And I could keep talking, but my camera is about to die. And also it is almost nine and I tell myself I will stop working at nine. So I have five minutes. Um, so thank you so much for listening or watching to this episode of Ludicast. Um, there is a new Ludicast episode every other Tuesday. So if you want to subscribe to it or leave a five-star review, go for it. Um, if you need anything, I will link some links down below if you need to reach out to someone. Um, please do so. Please know that you are loved. Please stay here on this earth. It is worth it. It is worth fighting. I've been there where it feels like it's not and it feels worthless and hopeless and there is no point. Trust me. Trust me, future you wants to be here and knows there is a point. Even with still dealing with things, they know there's a point and they will be glad that you stayed here. So do it for them and do it for younger you Um, if there's no one else to do it for. So please stay here with us. And uh, if you need anything, again, reach out to those links and um, you've got this. I pray for you guys all the time. I truly do. I pray for the community. Um, and just know that I'm here for you. And um, I love you. I truly do. I truly do care about all of you. So um, mental health is not easy, but it is not weird. And you are not alone. And I promise you there will be many more episodes like this because it is something, something so close to my heart. So I love you guys so much. I'm not going to do the uh, classic outro because I don't have it with me. And my thing's about to die. So leave a five-star review. Something meanie, something queenie. <laughs> I love you guys so much, and I'll see you guys next two next Tuesdays. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some blackberries. Goodbye. Hey, 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 hey.